I think we are losing more and more freedom because we are afraid. In the end, most of this tracks back to people who would benefit financially. There's so many people are so afraid that they won't do anything and they'll just allow everything to happen. I have argued for years, if you've heard our podcast, that a lot of it is from trauma-based mind control that includes Hollywood putting out more violent, more sick movies than violence and profanity being allowed on television, on radio, in magazines. It ends up creating a volatile situation and environment, and that's what we're seeing But as we've been telling you through the latest series that we've been doing titled Remember, and you'll see a number of these episodes going back to the 14th of December, we have been reminding you of things that have happened that they try to tell you that haven't. They try to tell you that these things have not happened when in fact they have. And a lot of it is done in order to create fear into people so you can control them. That's the easiest way of mind control is through fear. Well, we're going to be talking about a lot of things that are centralized and central to the Luciferian psychopath cabal that exists. And it has to do with corruption of money. The corruption of money ends up to the corruption of society, which leads to the corruption of the future through corrupting the education of our youth and corrupting the youth. I want to play this very powerful segment that I'm actually going to tear apart by using a lot of the clips into the future because this is one of the best clips that uh, the network has been putting together. As all of us have been working together to try to get the most comprehensive reports out there in order to wake up the sheeple and make people understand what's really going on instead of all of the trickery that has been among us for years. While the agents of information, the sellouts, the Uncle Toms go around stealing from us, cheating us taking our freedoms through these acts that are working towards an integration of a new world order, one world government. Brothers and sisters, they've been working on this for years. And the fact of the matter is the only reason that they haven't achieved it is because we, the people of these United States, a constitutional republic, continues to stand. And brothers and sisters, Christians, Patriots, this is your time to stand without bowing and without taking a knee because this is tyranny that we are fighting. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. And this is the point I think Americans need to comprehend. If America goes down economically, it will go down militarily. If America goes down militarily, we all go down. The 
free world is finished and will be finished for a very, very long time. Everything, practically, is, is in a self-destructive mode. We're in the most critical period we've been since the Revolutionary War. We're not alert, we're not awake with what's happening. They would just as soon see this country on its knees and everything equalized. That concept of collectivism, big government, is a magnet for the predator class. The plans for all this are to have everything globally in place by 2020. If we're that dumb and we allow this to happen, we we deserve everything we're going to get because we're going to get it right in the neck. We're headed into what could be a nightmare that would make all the atrocities of the 20th century look like they were a dress rehearsal. When people are afraid, they ask government to do more, not less. Their theories are designed to scare the people to believe there's a crisis when there is not a crisis at all. There's no crisis. I think we're losing more and more freedom because we are afraid. The left wants you to believe that catastrophe is always just around the corner. And the only way to avoid it is to do exactly what they say. We have been the main stumbling block to world communism since it first raised its ugly head. Twenty-five hundred years ago, in his masterpiece, The Art of War, Sun Tzu wrote, If you know yourself, you will win the battle 50% of the time. If you know your enemy, you will win 50% of the time. But if you know yourself and you know your enemy, you will win 100% of the time. If you don't know who we are as a nation, you don't know our identity, You don't know our history. You don't really understand the price that's been paid for America. Then anybody can lead you astray. Once we understand who we are, it will be easy to identify our enemies by those that are attacking the foundations we stand upon. So before the last hundred years of subversion, who were we? What made America the greatest country of all time? God established three institutions, the family, the church, and the state. And he told us exactly what their authority was to be and what was within their jurisdictions. America's greatness was that we followed God's instruction on how those institutions should be run. All three were created by God to protect each individual person from being abused by the collective. Every attack against us today is aimed at destroying those distinctions. It's interesting to note the Communist Manifesto states the Communist goal is to destroy the family, the church, and the state, all three of God's institutions. So regardless of how well-intentioned, the enemies of America are all the people and groups that seek to transfer the authority God gave the family and church to the state. And they are collectivists. 
Collectivism is a broad ideology that includes all of these things like communism, fascism, Nazism, socialism, left-wingism, liberalism. All of these different words are used to describe different flavors of collectivism. And collectivism is the concept that the state is all-important and that the individual must be sacrificed, if necessary, for the greater good of the greater number. Unfortunately, the end of all collectivist schemes is a government that takes care of its citizens from the cradle to the grave. And that is Marxism. The people that don't understand this naively believe you can have big government without totalitarian methods. And history has shown us you cannot. From each according to his ability, to each according to his need. That was the grand ideal, right? But the problem has always been no one steps down. Once you have the power, no one steps down. And the reality is that beautiful picture was just a picture. It was a fiction. No one ever intended on stepping down. Therefore, that's the reason no matter what government you go to, whether it's the national government in Washington, D.C., or you go down to your city hall some Thursday night and take a look of who are those people sitting up there in those big chairs, you know, while the little people come in and say, well, I'd like to complain about this. And they say, your time is up, you know. Who are those people in the city hall? They're collectivists, every one of them. They're enjoying this power. They've been drawn to that power. They're, they're predators. Big government will never work because no one is capable of being in charge. We like to think of Hitler and Stalin as if they were uniquely evil people. But the simple truth is, every single person on the planet would have done the exact same things they did if they believed their philosophies and weren't accountable to any higher authority. Ideas have consequences. What you believe affects what you will do. They weren't uniquely evil. They were sinful men like the rest of us. But they had exceptionally bad ideas the same ones we are playing with today. Let me give you, if I might, an example. They have a particular program they want to implement, and they go in and they ask for everything. They ask for everything, and they're aggressive about it. They push ahead. And so they push until they get opposition, starts to build up against it. And at that given moment, they evaluate the opposition. They say, well, is there any, any strength to it? Will it last? Will we be able to endure it? Or do we push ahead even farther? If the movement grows up to where it can do them harm, they then back off and say, well, maybe we don't want it all. Let's compromise a little. Let us get along together now. Because I'm willing to give up what I've asked for totally for just a bit of it. Aren't you willing to give up a bit that we can work together? Next thing you know, another month goes by, another year, and here they come again. We are in a dependent state, and when you go to the voting booth, you get to vote your self-interest. So real issue, a real concern when you don't have a voting base with some skin in the game. As much to lose as to gain. What we know from history is that when you tip the scale at 51%, now you are talking about a license to steal. You're talking about that 51% tyranny that de Tocqueville was so concerned about. The democracy, for all its benefits, 
the main challenge is you get to the point where you have a 51% tyranny. I think that it's underappreciated in our society just how extensive the damage of the welfare state is. And I think that when you look into the heart of the liberal and what they do to our society in the name of social justice or in the name of equality, uh, it's, it's, it's evil will. When a government is working as hard as possible to create dependency in their citizens, you know that their real aim is to eliminate freedom because no man is truly free that is unable to provide for himself. The dollar in America today it takes 98 of them to buy what $1 did in 1913 when the Federal Reserve System was enacted into law. That is theft. The fifth plank of the Communist Manifesto is to create a central bank. Ours was created in 1913 and is called the Federal Reserve. You say Federal Reserve, and I think most Americans think that's part of the government. But of course, the Federal Reserve Bank isn't part of the government. The Federal Reserve is a private bank. It's not a government institution. It's as federal as Federal Express. What's happened is the Federal Reserve has been quietly stealing our wealth while we believe their lie that inflation is normal. It wasn't normal for the first 6,000 years of Earth history. It magically started in America in 1913. Our economic system today is based on Keynesian economics. John Maynard Keynes is the father of it. If there is any doubt to the purposefulness of our economic situation, listen to this. He said, quote, By a continuing process of inflation, governments can confiscate secretly and unobserved an important part of the wealth of their citizens. Lenin was certainly right. There is no subtler, no sure means of overturning the existing basis of society than to debauch its currency. The process engages all the hidden forces of economic law on the side of destruction, and it does it in a manner which not one man in a million is able to diagnose." Unquote. The second plank of the Communist Manifesto is to implement a graduated income tax. Ours was placed into law in 1914. If you establish a tax that is based on the government's power to determine what percentage of your income it's going to take away from you, how much of your income does it control? Well, that means the government controls 100% of your income. If that is the situation, you are no longer a free person, you are a slave, and you live on an allowance from your government. When Ronald Reagan came into office, the top tax rate was 70%. When he left office, he had cut it down to 27%. During that same time, revenue to the government doubled. The lie of the left is that increasing taxes on the rich will help stimulate the economy and nothing could be further from the truth. It's all a strategic part of the plan to create more dependency.
People wonder why our free enterprise system isn't working anymore. It's because the inflation, taxation, and regulation is effectively killing its productivity and its ability to create wealth. So now people talk about redistributing the wealth we have instead of creating more. Every single person in the world could be a millionaire. Wealth is created by hard work, creativity, and ingenuity. The lie that it's a fixed pie is perpetrated by those that seek to pit the have-nots against the haves. If you add up all the debts and obligations our government has placed on us, every single individual owes over $650,000, which obviously isn't ever going to be paid back. That's the nature of bankruptcy. And, 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 and as one uh, writer used to say, how did you go bankrupt? Well, very slowly and then all at once. God said... The borrower is servant to the lender. Artificially low interest rates have encouraged everyone to be buried in debt and enslaved to the banks. When you penalize productivity and reward sloth, you know exactly what you are doing. You are making us poorer as a nation, which will create more dependency. But of course, the cycle of history doesn't stop there. And then you find that deterioration, that move towards dictatorship, which is the stage that follows dependency, where the vast majority of people are dependent on the state, and the only way to continue to deliver what the vast majority of people expect is via the strong arm of government. If you look at how do you change society, well, one of the things you obviously do is you go after the next generation. And you do that through the education system, and that's exactly what has happened to us. The Marxist movement in America has done exactly that. The education system establishes the direction for the future. It sets the hearts and the minds, the perspectives of the next generation. Everybody knows how important it is. They know that if they can get control of our children, and they can pump their ideology into these young, hungry brains, they virtually can have them captive as prisoners for life. And you're doing it all under the banner of being internationally competitive, or college ready, or career ready. So the euphemisms hide the actual intent. The father of global education, Robert Mueller, was the Assistant Secretary General of the United Nations and the creator of the World Core Curriculum. He said the goal was, quote, to promote growth of the group idea so that group good, group understanding, group interrelations, and group goodwill will lead to group consciousness, unquote. His World Core Curriculum was pushed in America by George Bush Sr. as America 2000, which was renamed by Bill Clinton Goals 2000, which was then given a facelift to become George Bush Jr.'s No Child Left Behind, which was the driving force behind Barack Obama's Common Core. It's all the same thing, Republican or Democrat, progressing down the same road of complete brainwashing. Since John Dewey, the entire focus of education by the elites has been to as quickly as possible move the children 
to a collectivist mindset. The tenth plank of the Communist Manifesto states, provide a free education by the state for all children and to combine education with industrial production. Bill Gates has teamed up with the United Nations to build the model that will have our school simply be a tax-paid training ground for corporate America. In the end, most of this tracks back to people who would benefit financially financially 